0: We always have to um, touch in the Word of God, right? We always have to reference what we're doing from the Word of God, or else we have no basis to discuss anything. It'll be mere opinions, and you know, I don't think anyone really wants anybody's opinions when we can receive from the Lord. But I was, as I was there just now, let me just pray. Father, we just give you praise and thanks for this moment. And we thank you holy spirit that you have called this meeting here tonight thank you lord you brought the folks here tonight oh lord you brought us all here oh lord no one is here because they were inspired by a man oh, oh lord no this is all you father this is all you we give you praise and thanksgiving oh lord we're under no illusion oh lord that we we play any role except by your grace. No, we bring nothing to the table, O Lord Jesus. I subject this to you, Holy Spirit, tonight. Everything here. Come, Holy Spirit, have your way. We're here to magnify the name of Jesus Christ. We're here, O Lord, that you might advance your kingdom mandate through our lives. And we surrender everything to you tonight. Everything to your leading, to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. yes, we're here that we might learn, O oh Lord Jesus. We're, we're here that we might be transformed. That we might take this doctrine of yours and live from it, O oh God Almighty. Touch us tonight. Teach us tonight. Empower us tonight. Change us. Transform us as we're in your presence. It is with holy reverence, O oh God, that we come here. Holy reverence. It is with gratefulness and thankfulness, O oh Lord. Yes, for what you have done and you continue to do for us. Oh, we feel your love being poured out on us every day. And grateful we are for the many blessings that you have given us and you continue to give us. Even now, oh Lord, we thank you, oh God, for the beds, the homes that we occupy. For the food that, we, that is, you give us, provide that we might be nutritioned, oh Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we praise and adore you. Thank you for the jobs that we have. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you even for this building that you have given us, that we might come and assemble together. Thank you, Lord, that you make the provision that the bills might be paid. Yes, it is all you're doing. Yes, we praise and appreciate and love you tonight. We honor your presence as we are here, Father. Have your way. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So, yeah, this scripture just... I believe the Holy Spirit just gave me this scripture here. 2 Corinthians 12 and verses 1. And Paul speaking here. And he goes, It is doubtless not profitable for me to boast. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. And he goes on. I know a man in Christ who, 14 years ago, whether in the body, I do not know. Or whether out of the body, I do not know. But he goes... God knows. Such a one was caught up to the third heaven. And I know such a man. Huh! Whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. How he was caught up into paradise. And heard inexpressible words. Which is not lawful for a man to utter. Of such a one I will boast. Yet not of myself. Isn't that weird? Of such a man I will boast. But not of myself. I will not boast except in my infirmities. For though I might desire to boast, I will not be a fool. I think he said, I thought he said, I know such a man. As if he's not referring to himself. There's a bunch of things going on here that we need to pick up. Who is he talking about? He's talking about him. But he's talking about the God in him, the spirit man. Whether in the body or out of the body, I know not. Such a man was caught up into paradise. And that man don't want to make any boast. Because he's another man that is inside of that man. You know, in the church, let me tell you, most of the churches that I've gone to are, and I'm saying this big bad and bold, chicken. They're scared of the supernatural. That's what I came to realize over time. Right? That it's okay for them to do a little bit of praying, but they can't let the, you know, the spirit of God that is adventurous and powerful come, okay, and have his way in the congregation. Because they can't check that with the mind and the senses, they go, we don't want that because we don't understand it. So they are okay to come and do a little mild presentation, right? But they don't want it to become explosive, They are not like Paul. They they don't want to be taken into heavens and see these things. And many of them are on the radio, WDCX. If you listen to that radio station. Many of them are on there. They know the English language when to use is or are. I heard one man said one time, it's better to say that I is rich than I am poor. They really cater to language. Right? And presentations. And then... You know, they summon the people of God into the pews. And then they pause the spirit of God. Ha! And then the, how they interpret words, um, scriptures like this, it, it baffles the mind. When we talk about the gifts, the explosive gifts, and the ministerial calling, especially the fivefold ministry, they don't want to do nothing to do with that. They claim that the, apostle, the days of the apostolic age is done. And the prophetic age is done. And man is not doing anything in the, in the realm of the spirit like Paul did. Hello? But. I've had my own encounters with God. That I will never deny. And no, nobody on the earth. And guys, everybody can read this book here now. I'm sorry for them because we can read. When I read this book. I said, that, that, wherever that man went. In that place. Where it's unpredictable. But sound doctrine from scripture. Tells you that this is God. I go, I'm going to be a lot more bolder than them chickens that have been sat inside of their pews. Huh? And I want to go in this realm. If it's dangerous in there, I'm going. Because this book here is an invitation into that realm. Into the supernatural. So very few of the churches that we actually attended over the years. Really moving the supernatural. And even if they do, it's at a, a control level. But I believe that that's not to say we negate the word of God. Hello? Because that would be the argument that they want to bring now. That we negate the word of God. But we always reference the word of God. And this is the word of Remember, Paul was taught by the spirit of God. He was not among the original 12 that was with the Lord. But he said, I labor more than you all. Yet not I, but the grace of God in me. God used that man and took that man's in levels of the spirit that even the other 11 that walked with the Lord never experienced. And it's all chronicled here. For though I might desire to boast, I will not be a fool. For I will not speak speak the truth. But I refrain, lest anyone should think of me above what he sees me to be. To be or hears from me. So much was the level of the supernatural that this man was actually having. That as we read on, in verses 7 it says, Unless I should be exalted above measure, By the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I exalt above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. You know, we're laying out by by the grace of God and the understanding that he's given us in regards to his word that we have we literally take it literally and we are being led by the spirit of God and there are some proclamations that we are making that are absolutely unapologetic because it has to do with the word of God and as we move down into the city here and God by the spirit said form this church and begin to teach accordingly and we are laying out all of those principles that the Lord is saying lay them out learn them and if you operate by them regard my word now this is one thing that in the in the area of the prophetic and in the supernatural the issue with this is that many times people don't want to read the word and adhere to how to flow in the gifts of the spirit they don't want to do that they don't want to spend time in the word. they want to say oh i see this and i hear this but when we begin to teach okay doctrine Concerning what you're seeing and hearing from heaven, many times they don't want to take those directions and instructions. And they just want to move in the gifting. And that there has killed every revival, including the Azusa Street Revival that we still celebrate. Dead. A wonderful revival that they still refer. 100 years removed. It's still one of the greatest revival. And yet, still, people at that time, they did not have the understanding that we have now. They, they thank God for what they accomplished. But no, we must be diligent when the Lord is teaching. You shall know them by their fruits. So yes, we, are, we, have all, we already see the Lord doing this, even last night. Which is why I'm going to talk about this particular topic really quick tonight. Talking about Another two of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. As we were here last night. Oh, and at the end, Dana was sharing, oh, she had a vision. And I just invited her to share with the congregation the vision that she shared with me. And she shared, and then right after that, she just naturally starts speaking in tongues. And then after, I was, after the whole thing was done, and I was talking to her, she was like, I couldn't stop myself, I'm like it was the whole spirit. She just went into a tongue and you you knew right away that that was not her. And then the minute that I opened my eyes, it's like I already knew that God was going to give us an interpretation concerning what she spoke in tongues. The minute that I opened my eyes and I look at Pastor Kim, I had a spiritual knowing that she had the word. I literally gave her the mic. And she was going to interpret what the Lord had given to Dana. So we already see, guys, we're already seeing what God in, in um, instances now, we're already seeing the manifestation of the Spirit. This is it. <clears throat> A lot of people think it's some, um, you know, something that the kingdom of heaven don't come by. Observation. It does not come by observation we give expression to the Holy Spirit, right here. So as I, we were driving down here, I was talking to huh, to um, Shanaki and uh, Teshon in regards to this. People will come here later on because of what we are studying now, that if you allow the gift and the Holy Spirit to speak through you, they will come here with cancer in their bodies and they will get healed. Because of the words of wisdom and the words of knowledge. And the gift of healing that are going to be operating here. Guys, people are going to come here in wheelchairs. And they will, we will send them out by the grace of God on their two feet. And break the wheelchair at the back. Okay? Anybody come here in a wheelchair? Huh! And the Lord lift them up. Don't let them take it home. Or next time you see, you're going to be, push them in. Break it. Take it at the back and smash that thing. And take it down to the hospital that they go for treatment. We have to pay keen attention to two things, guys. The word. The word. Not just the gifting. I don't want to be, a, I don't want to be responsible for a wild church. Okay? So I'm, I'm even saying to folks, after we go through these lessons go home and familiarize yourself with the scriptures first corinthians 12. read and keep on reading galatians the works of the flesh and the spirit and the fruits of the spirit meditate on those things and ask god to engineer those things inside of you know these nine gifts there are people that are going that are here right now that god is going to assign to different roles that's why listen we are not gonna be myself and Pastor Kim we will not be choosing anybody here and <clears throat> what they do we will not be choosing anybody here and what they do the Lord will do it that's why that's how Sharon ended up with the leadership role and on the worship team hello because when we met her then the Lord said She's the one who's supposed to occupy that role. Do you see the consistency that she has? How consistent she is? Right? Because God graced her accordingly. So we have absolute peace with that. You see how consistent Tashon is? And what he does in that area? Not because of his friendship, him and I. No. Because God assigned him to do that. So he does it out of inspiration. There's a grace to do it. And that's how it will be here. So we say if you want to be used by by the Lord in this, then pay attention. Amen. So really quick tonight. Two more of the gifts we want to go over. And in the in the Sunday programs that we have here. And going forward. you're gonna be getting the promptings from the Holy Spirit pay attention don't let the individual that God wants to bless you your life come here go back home because you were fearful because God did not give us a spirit of fear but use up all of the wisdom that the Lord has actually given you at the same time Amen awesome so we spoke We're reading from 1 Corinthians uh, 12, speaking on the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Don't underestimate these gifts. I, I've seen people that go to church and even were a part of the class that I was a part of. And let me tell you something. They are like stuck. There is no expression of this. They're, they can only read the word, read the word, read the word. This supernatural thing, they shut the Holy Spirit from moving inside of them. And sometimes they want to even teach and talk. And on the inside, I'm saying, as far as I'm concerned, you're dead. Not listening to you. There's no life to ministry without the Holy Spirit. None. So we spoke about the three different groups of the nine gifts. The revelatory gifts, which is the word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and discerning of spirits. Those are gifts uh, where the Lord actually, supernaturally, reveals something. It, it, that there is not the wisdom of a man, not something that your senses pick, pick up, but something that the Spirit of God communicates to you. And it can be in such a gentle way that sometimes we, tell, we miss it or we think it's ourselves. Eventually, we'll go over a teaching having to do with hearing the voice of God more clearly. And God will give us grace that we might do well in that area. That we might, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. That we might really discern God's voice from any other voice. And then the power gifts, faith, miracles, gifts of healings. And the Bible said, we should desire spiritual gifts. Are you asking the Lord, after we go through this lesson here tonight, that will be your time to know, speak to the Lord, asking Him, Which one of the gifts? Our gifts are the ones that you operate in. And then the inspiration gifts. Diverse tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. Now, we already dealt with prophecy, and tonight we're going to talk really brief about diverse tongues and interpretation of tongues. So, let's go to 1 Corinthians 12. And let's read from... verses 1. We won't read all of it because we have gone over it already. Verses 1. No concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You see that? Paul is saying here, by the Spirit. This is the Word of God. I do not want you to be ignorant. He wants us to have understanding. Okay? Now let's go over to verses uh, 10. And uh, I think it's all the way down to the C part. It says... So just so we can be specific in regards to what we we're talking about. To another different kinds of tongues. To another different kinds of tongues. So we're seeing here that there's a variety. It's not one. And to my understanding. Now when it comes on to tongues. You know it's like war. In the body of Christ when it comes on the tongue right. Some people think that we shouldn't speak in tongues. There's a lot of different things that goes on in regards to tongues. But, you know, we, I'm not really fighting with anyone. This is just something that happened naturally. When I came in my Christian experience, it just happened naturally. What is he talking about here? Talking about two main kind of kinds of tongues, right? Which we're gonna identify tonight. Tongues having to do with edification. You know, there's a book out there, it's called 72 Reasons for Praying in Tongues. We're not going to go through all of that, but we're just going to differentiate. One of the type of tongues it's talking about here is tongues for edification. It's like your private tongues, where you are praying to the Lord and you're building up your spirit. One of the advantages to that is that when your spirit is encouraged and built up, it's very easy to hear the Holy Spirit, right? When we're in an environment like this, corporately, where we are, we are praying in tongues like that, the presence of God is intense. It's multiplied. And, that, and that's where we see healings happen and deliverances happen. Just a few of the things that happen. Sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. We're fellowshipping with God in an intimate sense. That there is one of the tongues it's actually talking about here. 1 Corinthians 14 and verses 4. It says, He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. Right? He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. So that man that Paul is talking about 14 years ago. That really is his spirit man. He's talking about. That's how you edify your spirit. You build up your spirit. Praying in tongues. And God can have you pray out things that you don't know how to pray out with your mind, with your mouth. Things that you don't even know of. The Spirit of God can prompt you to pray for someone in tongues. And only because of your obedience you authorize God to move on the earth through that tongue. Many different things. So that's one of the reasons. And then the second one, tongues as a sign for unbelievers. Tongues as a sign for unbelievers. Which is what happened last night here. There was an interpretation. So just because someone speaks in tongues doesn't mean that there has to be an interpretation. But tongues as a sign for unbelievers. Let's say we are having a service here on Sunday. Right? And someone, listen, I'm not saying, someone could be up there preaching. Okay? And then you feel like you have the inclination to speak in tongues. It might not be the best timing. Right, the Bible said that the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet, so you can wait for the appropriate time, right? But you're feeling the unction, you feel a strong urge to pray in tongues, and then sometimes you can even get the interpretation yourself or someone else in the church can get the interpretation. Now, if there's someone here that does not believe in the in the instance when someone is speaking in tongues that person does not understand but when it it is being interpreted by someone else or by the same person it will bring understanding to that person and at that moment they will go whoa this thing is real and that there it can happen in a variety of ways and i've actually heard examples where for example someone is here that speaks a different language and someone translate, out, don't, let's not use the interprets because it's not translation, it's interprets what is being spoken in tongues and it's for one particular person and someone else speaking in tongue and speak it in that person's language. Like we see that happen in the book of Acts, right? Where they were speaking in all different types of languages that are not from their background. Sometimes that actually happened in a congregation. And that unbeliever would go wow and that word also is going to speak to that individual yes it can speak to the congregation in a general sense but that word would speak to that individual in that moment and they would go wow how did that person know that would, that word kinda like when you speak into a person's life in regards to a word of knowledge they would, they would identify with that word and they would know that God is actually communicating to them. And what would you think would happen to that individual now? Go, wow, this is real. I'm giving my life to the Lordship of Christ. So when we come here and the message is preached, we have to pay attention about the other things that the Spirit of God wants to do in the, in the congregation and not just think that, hey, the only way that someone can be saved Is if somebody preach and then call those who are there to come and give their life to Jesus Christ. These gifts work like that. And yet, still, the Church of Jesus Christ, a large section of the Church of Jesus Christ, don't really embrace this. We don't want to do that here. Because when God decides to do something, in a particular way right he has decided to do it in a particular way why should why should someone tell tell god how to do it when he knows how to speak to the um in when the Holy spirit the all-knowing spirit of god decides to use baby then if she resists the Holy spirit i hope you know that individual could just go like that At, from god's perspective He will go with that individual, but his desire was that person would get saved or healed or whatever he wanted to do. And that's why we really want to be quickened in our spirits. We want to be aware of these things. Go home and read back through these things. That's what I did. I'm like, when I was going to prophetic class and I am there, it was in the beginning, I I didn't know much. But all I'm saying, if this thing is real, oh God Almighty, then I have to get it. I had a desire, a hunger. So, tongues as a sign for unbelievers. 1 Corinthians 14 and verses uh, 22. Therefore, tongues are for a sign, not to those who believe, but to unbelievers. Therefore, tongues are for a sign, not to those who believe, but to unbelievers. Isn't it amazing that all of these gifts are here to make the job that God has given us? So natural, so easy. And here we are fighting with people outside many times trying to convince them Jesus Christ is real Jesus Christ is Lord not being aware of the gifts of the Holy Spirit that are operating or should be operating through us in the pews so when we come here on Sunday mornings you see we're saying guys For this two-hour session that we have here, let's be in the spirit, right? We're gonna get to say hello after, and do uh, you know, and catch up with friends and so forth. But who is it that the Lord wanted to use or wants to use in that moment? And because this, the Holy Spirit is so gentle, and if you are caught up, not in the spirit, but caught up, just with Connecting with people. The unbelievers, the people that we have been here laboring for in prayer. Saying, Lord, give us the city of London and send the souls. And then they come. And we're not keen enough that the Holy Spirit might use us. And then they go. That's why when we come here on Sunday mornings, we're saying, Stay in the spirit. Yesterday we were talking about get out of selfishness. You cannot be self-centered. This is about the manifestation of the spirit is to profit with all. Those on the exterior. That's what the Lord wants us to focus on when we come here. He will give us enough time to enjoy meals and conversations. But can we allow the Holy Spirit to take over our minds. You know, this is the way the Lord Jesus Christ was. That's why every time the disciples were telling him, let's, you know, you have done enough. Let's relax and keep all of this to ourselves. And then he goes, I have to go to the next, the next town. I have to go take this message and this blessings and and these blessings and give them away. That's why we're going to evangelism tomorrow. After three days of praying and fasting. Hello. We can't stay home. We have to go give. I have to find someone to give this thing tomorrow. Have to. It's like Jeremiah says. Fire shut up in my bones. And Paul says. He cannot but preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. We cannot but preach this message. We cannot. We have to. We are um, let me tell you, Kim, my pastor Kim, she's amazing at this. In a very quiet way, nobody passed her. When it comes on to connecting with ladies, she's the best at it when we go home. All of us. We have to get used to saying hello. Let the whole spirit use you. Let's this is how we save the lost. It cannot be just in this circle here. Go in the mall. Listen, if nothing is happening, worst case scenario, let me tell you, somebody has to insult me. Someone has to insult me. I must take an insult for Jesus Christ. No kidding. I must be insulted for the Lord Jesus Christ by saying hello you have to push guys this here is a church a brand new church that God is laying the foundation we have already seen this, what the Holy spirit can do and as we become keen In this, it's just going to be natural what's going to happen here, Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday after Wednesday, some of of the folks here are just going to be like, the Spirit of God is just going to go like that to you. I'm so excited about this and listen, in this ministry, we're not holding anyone back, no. The idea is not to hold anyone back. If you will value the word, you will be unleashed. If you will walk in obedience and obey the principles, you will be unleashed. We won't hold you back. Even if you have a ministerial calling to leave this church and go minister somewhere else, if that's what God has planned for your life, then so let it be. I hope you guys are really understanding that these lessons that we're teaching in a short time, we're going to be, we're going to be using them in amazing ways to save the lost on here. This is how the church is. This is how God starts a move. He lays the foundation in the soundness of the doctrine of, of his word. And if you don't do that, it will not last. That's, this is where now I am fighting with, with folks. Eh? This is where I have disagreements. Eh, hello? And this is where I draw the line. Okay? That's why this, I'm not here for much. I'm telling you that. Except to draw the line. Because I'm, I'm, I can be stiff neck. Right? I can be stiff-necked. I can be stiff neck like Paul. I'm just being stiff-necked on God's side. Not stiff-necked to fight against God. That's, why, that's what the Lord did. He took all of that staunchness that's, that Paul had and put it on his side. He was so committed to, to whatever he committed himself to. And that, that is where, this is the only area where disorder. You know, I will go to war for disorder. It's the main reason why the Lord huh, placed me here. That this thing don't get out of hand. And you guys read the book of Corinthians, Galatians, and Ephesians. And see how Paul had to write them. When they they got out of order so often. They got into sin. They get got back into the flesh. Very easily it can happen. Very, very easily. People just begin to parade and treat the things of God with looseness. But me, you see, because I'm not doing... If that ever happened, let me tell you something. I closed the door one last time. I said, Lord, this is... The, I, not me. Let somebody else do that. I can't deal with this order. It has to be orderly. And that, we, that there... Guys, I'm telling you, somebody might put me a bullet but so let it be i'm gonna stand up for that even if somebody shoot me i don't care for law it's gonna be law and order so i hope you know some already checked out at this church because of the law and order that we have coded in here eh? some already checked out and i let me tell you what i go lord this is what you told me that's gonna happen and i go lord did you bring this person here um They are out of line. You know, I I bring back names to the Lord. I take back names. It's like you have a a company. And you hire someone. okay, And everything that they agree to do, they're not doing it. What do you do? Allow them to destroy your company? So what would you do when the Lord calls you to in a leadership role? I go back to God. And um, when I go back to Him, you know, He has to answer. He has to answer. It's not a a thing. Because he already gave you the if he gave you the vision and says giving you the grace. And then things are out of order. And then you go back to God. You think he's not going to answer? So everything, every war in the spirit is where we deal with it. And let me tell you, every single time. Well, if the problem is with me, the Lord is going to deal with me, right? If the problem is with me. The Lord will deal with me. And I'm fine with that. But in this thing here, guys, you know why? Like I always said, and then I'm done. Human beings, when they die, oh God, if they're not prepared, into hell. Into hell. So when God calls a ministry, okay, forms a ministry, and then we mess it up, because of us, people go down to hell. Now who can live with that? How do, you live, how do you live with yourself? No, how would I live with myself when I know that I am the reason right? why we're the presence of God is not here? Because you're not walking in obedience and keeping the standard, standard of the word of God. So God will not give of himself. He has never given of himself where it's disorder and chaos and sin. and though every revival that died it was not the will of God that it would die yet still every single one of them has ceased right? they're dead because of flesh we want to we want this thing to last and it lasts when you have firm Christians committed people to the Lord so we're not building this and saying that God is just going to come and do this no. So that's why we say Work on your personal relationship with the Lord and let the, let the Lord Take everything of the old man Renew the mind Let him heal you If all of those areas are dealt with God will, God will use you mightily And then we will save the lost At the end of the day we have to save souls And many, many, many It's why we do this We are concerned about the families that live next door to us. Hello? I am concerned about them. I am concerned about the people when I go in the mall and I walk by people. I know some folks just walk by them. I look at them. I go in the malls in the Christmas time. Years ago, I used to go in Toronto. And I I walk and I look at the droves of people shopping and say, oh my God, I'm depressed. And yet, say, we have thousands of people happy, buying gifts. And I, and I would go, I bet you we have about over a thousand people in this mall. And if I was supposed to do a census right here, I bet you we would not find 100 believers. I bet you we wouldn't find 100 believers. That means these children that I see walking here, these grown-ups that I see walking here, they're being lost eternally. And that is what I'm buying in the mall. I'm not interested in the shoes, and the jackets, and the toys that everybody is in. I'm looking at the human souls that are there. Is it if you have the heart of Jesus Christ inside of you that will be your concern. If this does not burn inside of you, I'm guarantee you You have not really captured the Lord as you. No. You have not really. You don't don't really care about the things of God. And your love to the the Lord is questionable. Your commitment to the Lord is questionable. I mean you can do things out of religion. and you can do it religiously. But if your heart. It's not for the lost. And your neighbors. You need to go back. Before God. And ask him to put that love inside of you. For them. That will compel you and I to go. Amen.